0: what's going on gamers it's your boy Diggs gaming welcome back to off hunting's gaming news and tonight there's a lot to go over so why don't we jump right in with an update on the microsoft activision deal microsoft has officially received a letter of injections from the eu over antitrust concerns with the activision deal they have written a statement of objections although we're not sure what those objections are just yet Now, with this deal, they're going to have to include concessions that they then have to present to the EU in order for them to be okay with this deal going through. Now, it was reported last week that this was going to happen, that they were going to get an official letter of objections, and that is what happened. This has officially happened. And right now it's a wait and see. And look, it is a 70 billion deal with Activision, one of the biggest video game companies out there with maybe the biggest video game franchise right now in Call of Duty and Microsoft, who is a tech giant and is one of the console makers. So, of course, they're going to take a deep dive into this, make sure everything's going to be on the up and up and make sure there isn't going to be an unfair advantage to Microsoft in the video game market. Now, whether it's going to be enough to allow this deal to not go through, I don't know. I'm still in the mindset of this deal is going to go through. I just don't know when it's going to go through. So I wanted to give you an update on that. We will have more when we get the information. Also from Activision, they have been fined $35 million by the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission also known as the SCC for failing to create a system that addresses complaints of workplace misconduct. And they also found that the company violated a whistleblower protection rule. Now, Activision Blizzard has agreed to pay the fine and will not fight it. Even if they did, they probably wouldn't have too much of a case because of all the information that has come out about Activision Blizzard and pretty much a toxic workplace environment. We've spoken about that so many times on here. I don't think I have to say it any more about what has gone on there and it's just another domino that has fallen with these lawsuits and these allegations that have come out against activision blizzard we have seen them do settlements with former employees now we've seen another fine and it's not over yet this is not over yet not sure when this is going to be over and again it's another wait and see mode and again, off Hunting will keep you updated as more information comes in. Moving on, Microsoft has announced that they are going to be raising the price of the Xbox Series XS in Japan by 5,000 yen, which is the equivalent to $39. Now, we had heard reports that Microsoft was going to increase the price of their consoles once the new year struck. And they have just officially announced that this is going to go into effect February 17th. This is the first of... What I'm assuming is going to be many territories that are going to have a price increase. For PlayStation, that was pretty much everywhere except the U.S., I believe. And we could see a similar thing with Microsoft and the Xbox Series S.S. We shall see, but this is the first one. Japan going to get a price increase February 17th. Next up, we got some information about Redfall that might not sit well with some players. It was revealed that Redfall is going to require players to be online at all times even if they were doing single-player. Now, Redfall, it has co-op mode and a multiplayer feature, which, of course, that is going to require players to be online, but for single-player, that does not sit well with some gamers, and I do imagine some of them are going to be pretty mad about that. We've heard the problems that have happened with games that are always online, especially with live-service games that require an online feature, And it's not always reliable. The servers can shut down at any time. And if you don't have great internet connection, you could have spotty moments during your game. Some players are just not going to be happy with this. Hopefully, it doesn't hurt the game that much that that players are required to be online at all times. But again, this is another one where we have to wait for this game to come out. Hopefully, it's not a disaster. Next up, Sony released a video that is technically a relaunch for the PlayStation 5. They had this thing called Live from PlayStation 5, where it was a new segment that had references to a lot of the games that are either on or coming to the PlayStation 5. So you saw Spider-Man 2, you saw God of War Ragnarok, Ratchet & Clank, Final Fantasy 16, and many other games, and this was also a way for Sony to say, hey... These consoles, they are coming out. They are in stock. It is going to be much easier to get one. And we have seen that throughout the last few months that it's getting easier and easier to buy a PlayStation 5. And for Sony, this is a great way to get people to get excited about the PlayStation 5 again for those that don't have it just yet. And also what was on there They might have teased a new Uncharted game because there was this like second image, like this image that only showed up for a second that a lot of people think there's only one game that that could have referenced. And that was Uncharted and it may have been referencing Drake's daughter. So that's what people are thinking right now, that maybe a new Uncharted game is coming and Drake's daughter is going to be the center stage for this one. And that would be pretty exciting for us to see Nathan Drake's daughter uh, follow in her father's footsteps. That would be pretty cool. Moving on, Sony's financial report from Q3 2022 has been released and PlayStation absolutely hit it out of the park. They have shipped 7.1 million PlayStation 5s during that quarter and have sold 32 million units wow just wow with the stock increase and being able to find these consoles a lot easier than when it first launched i mean playstation could be in for a big big year if these numbers keep trending the way that they are also god of War ragnarok has sold 11 million units this is sony's Highest-selling game, which is no surprise given the hype around it and how well Santa Monica Studio made this game. God of Ragnarok deserves everything that it has gotten. It deserves the praise. It deserves the sales numbers. It was just an amazing game. Santa Monica Studios, they really should be proud of themselves for what they did with this game. Also, the number of PlayStation Plus subscribers did go up to 46.4 million subscribers, went up from the previous quarter. Not as high as their highest total, which is 47 million, but again, they're trending in the right direction. That's exactly what Sony wants to see. Again, just a tremendous quarter by PlayStation, and we'll see what the next quarter brings them. And again, could be in for a big year, just a big year for gaming altogether. When you look at everything that's coming out and all the hype around it. Next up, Lewis Harvey, who was the executive producer for Wild Hearts, recently said during a Reddit AMA session that all post-launch contents will be free and they don't have any plans for microtransactions, which that is really good to hear. Now, Wild Hearts, it's basically a Monster Hunter clone And it would be so easy to monetize this game with microtransactions having paid DLC. And it looks like that's not the plan with this game. Which, if it does come to fruition, that is great. And the game turns out to be well done and fun to play. That's even better. Now, could they go back on this promise? Yeah, they could. But EA has gotten into a lot of trouble over the years because of monetization and microtransactions and let's not forget what they said about loot boxes so hopefully this turns out to be true and they don't go back on this it's another wait and see but it's good to hear from one of the executive well it's good to hear from the executive producer of the game that they don't have plans for microtransactions and that we're gonna have free post-launch content Next up, Video Game Chronicles is important that along with publishing the new Tomb Raider game, Amazon is also going to be working on a new Tomb Raider film and a TV show. Now, this is interesting because all of this is going to be interconnected. And also, Crystal Dynamics has said that they are going to unify all the timelines with the original Tomb Raider games and the reboot trilogy. I'm not sure how this is going to work out. It sounds very ambitious for Amazon to do something like this. And hopefully they're not trying to do too much. Hopefully they don't bite off more than they can chew with an idea like this. Hopefully the next Tomb Raider game turns out to be good. And hopefully this idea there's to have an interconnected movie and TV show turns out to be a good idea as well. It's just another one where we're going to have to wait and see what happens. It sounds ambitious, and I hope it doesn't end up basically crashing and burning. Next up, we got announcements that Crossfire X, Rumbleverse, Apex Legends, Knockout City, and Echo VR are being shut down later this year. And also, Battlefield Mobile has been canceled, and Back for Blood is getting no more content. Crossfire X is going to be taken off May 18th, Rumbleverse, February 28th, Apex Legends, May 1st. Knockout City, June 6th, and Echo VR, August 1st. Wow. We got all of that information in one week. That is pretty sad because there's five games that are being shut down later this year. Battlefield Mobile being canceled. Although people did have their doubts about Battlefield Mobile. And then Back for Blood being announced that they are not going to get any more content and the developers are already working on a new game. And also, we got word that EA had canceled a game that was said in the Titanfall universe. Not sure if that's true or not, but that was reported. But wow, and that's part of the issue when you have a live service game that eventually the servers are going to have to be shut down. That's just how it. That's just how it is. And not much more I can say about this. But yeah, it. It is kind of sad for the people that were enjoying all of these games. Next up, I want to apologize for last week because I had said something completely wrong about Xbox Room that they were going to be at E3. I'm so sorry about that. Normally, I double check everything and I make sure I have everything right before I do the gaming news and it just slipped through the crack. I don't know how I missed it, but I did. I want to apologize for that. But with all that being said... IGN is reporting that Xbox, PlayStation, and Nintendo are going to be skipping E3. And wow, that is a big blow if this is true, because, you know, E3 officially coming back under new management. And the thought was maybe at least one of them is going to join. If not, maybe all of them are going to be back to E3. But it looks like that is not the case. Xbox, Microsoft has a. Center that is right across from the convention center where E3 takes place. PlayStation, we know, has been doing their own thing the last few years. And Nintendo is always doing whatever they want. But to hear that all three of them are going to be skipping E3, it is kind of sad. And again, IGN is reporting this. We don't know if it's true or not. Nobody's confirmed anything Next up, Summer Game Fest has confirmed they are going to be coming back on June 8th. Now, Summer Game Fest, that is going to be coming before E3. And I'm interested to see what Jeff Keighley's going to have up his sleeve this year for Summer Game Fest. Last year, it wasn't great. I will admit it wasn't great. But with Gamescom and the Game Awards, he definitely redeemed himself later on. And hopefully he can take some of that momentum that he got from Gamescom and the Game Awards and make Summer Game Fest really good this year. And we'll see what happens. And the last thing I'm going to talk about is Star Wars Jedi Survivor has been delayed till April 28th. While the last was part one PC version has been delayed until March 28th. For Star Wars Jedi Survivor, they want more time to polish this game. And it's a little over a month that the game has been delayed. It was scheduled to come out mid-March. Now it's coming out in late April. And that's not a problem. It is not a problem because the week before this game was going to launch you had Resident Evil 4 Remake. And a week in between these big launches, it is a lot, especially for those that like both Resident Evil and Star Wars. I mean, you would basically have to rush through Resident Evil 4 Remake and then in order to play Star Wars Jedi Survivor Day 1. So it's a good thing that this did get delayed. That way, we didn't have that. And also for polish on the game, when Fallen Order came out, it did have its technical issues. And it might still have some technical issues. So the fact that they're taking their time, they want to make sure that this game is as stable as it can be when it comes out. I don't have a problem with that. And it's probably the same thing with the Last of Us Part 1 PC version. They want to make sure that the game is stable and that there's not going to be too many big issues at launch time, which is perfectly fine. And that is all the gaming news that I have for this week. And as always, I will see you guys next time.